the volume. This session is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. They're America's number one sportsbook for a reason, y'all. It's so easy to use. It's safe and secure. That's one of the main things for me. I don't want any BS. I love that there's no BS with FanDuel. Plus, you get your winnings fast. Now winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours. Plus, it's super fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. It's awesome. So if you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with the promo code Renee, that's R-E-N-E-E, so that they know that I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Wyoming, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY for New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789. And 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Hey guys, welcome to the sessions. I am joined by the goat of goats today, as far as I am concerned. I am a huge fan. I have looked up to this woman for a very long time. So it was a huge get when I was able to get the one, the only, the lovely Erin Andrews on the show. She is great. Um, she honestly is someone that I, I feel like from the beginning of when I started my career and being able to see her on TV and hearing the buzz about Erin Andrews and this like woman that's just like holding it down. I mean, you look at the things she's covered from like, God, doing like so many different sports, whether she like started out covering hockey, everything you guys are familiar with uh, from her on the sidelines and the NFL to really making that stride into the entertainment world as well, doing uh, Dancing with the Stars. So she just, as a host, has done it all. You know, my takeaway from this interview as well was so much of like, just seeing someone that can be so like effortless on television and she's so good at what she does. And I find when somebody's very effortless like that, it's, you kind of almost forget just how good someone is at their job when it's so easy to watch. And that was kind of the thing when I was talking to her and just like over Zoom and she just she's got that energy about her. She's not a person that's like just going through the motions. She's just very present. And that was something that I enjoyed. She's just like a good hang too, you know, like she's talking about like having margaritas on the beach in Mexico and like her legs flying up in the air while trying to like catch a wave. She's great. Like she's just there. She's so unguarded. And that's something that I love, especially somebody of her stature to still just have that like chick that you can hang out with vibe. Kudos to you, my girl. Also, kudos to you for being able to hop on with me, Aaron, because God, football season is here. We are in it. You are so, so, so busy. So much to do. Also, the new line from uh, where for Aaron Andrews uh, is killer women, ladies. Actually, dudes listening to this right now. If you want your woman hanging out with you and you're watching your football, you're watching hockey or watching whatever, the clothes that Aaron Andrews puts out with Fanatics is so good and it's so cute and it's not like lame. 
sports clothes. It's not like the pink jersey with like the bedazzler on it. It's like actually clothes that you want to wear that look awesome. So make sure to check that out if you have not already. Let's get into it. Let's do this. Here she is, the queen, Erin Andrews. What's in the mug? Is that a Christmas mug? It is. So I am kind of a Christmas gal all year long. My my, girl. My dog, Howie. (laughs) who's currently breathing very heavily next to me because I got a thing of yogurt. I've got two drinks and a yogurt. What do you have? I have an iced coffee. So I jumped on the pumpkin spice bandwagon already because it just came out yesterday. You're not into it. Is it a pumpkin spice creamer? Is it a, is it a flavored coffee? What, what are we working with? I don't know that whole thing. I just do um, a venti iced coffee, two pumps of pumpkin sauce two Splenda and a little oat milk, but I do buy the pumpkin creamer. I like making it better at home. I think that they might've changed their recipe this year. I'm feeling a little underwhelmed with what Starbucks is dropping. It's too much. Is it not enough? What are we doing? It's not enough. I know it's not enough. Are you a coffee drinker, tea drinker? Like five times a day. The fact I don't have a Crest White Strips uh, (laughs) endorsement pisses me off because like it's a battle with my teeth. And you know, even just now, I, I didn't, I hadn't eaten yet. I don't endorse that. I'm an eater, but I just like, like to get up before my husband and the dog. We don't have a kid yet. And I like to do my thing and have a cup of coffee. And then by the time he's out and going to the rink, I'm on my third cup and I'm like, why do I have the shakes? So yeah, I love coffee. And then when football comes around, you know, I pump like two before the game, one at halftime. Yes. And then you're wondering at 2 a.m. when you have a flight at six, why can't I sleep? <laughs> So yes, that's the long version. I love it. How great are those moments of waking up and nobody else is up yet? And you can just kind of do your shit, take your time, figure out the day. I know. I can't imagine what it's like with a baby as you guys are, are well-versed on, but um, it's It's good. actually I pretty mean, great. It is nice. Yeah. Yeah. You get like those little baby cuddles in the morning Aww. until she starts like tearing everybody a new a-hole, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have, that's what I do with my golden. Like we have special time and where I just look into his dreamy eyes and he just snorts to me and, and all that. So yeah, it's great. It's the best. Love those puppers. Um, did you just get back from Mexico like a second ago? Yeah, we got back on Monday and now I'm so annoyed because we want to hang out with everybody in our, uh, that our group of friends here in our town and they're all going away for Labor Day. And I'm like, what the fuck? I just got back. Where are you guys going? So yeah, we did. But it was really, really a good time. We had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. It looked beautiful. How do you do that every year before the football season starts to just like have a little R&R? Yeah, we have a place in Montana that we go to probably for about a month out of the the summer. And then you own a place I, in Montana? Yeah. <gasps> have you been? Yeah. No, but it is like tippy top of my bucket list. I'm dying have, to go. And your yeah. pictures there also looked like truly from a film. Yeah. So are you a Yellowstone fan? Oh Do you watch God. the show at all? Yeah. All I mean day, and, every day. Right. And we bought it before that show came out. But then obviously once the show came out, we were like, oh my God, we like have to dress like them. And it's really (laughs) funny. The locals of our town that we live in hate that show because they think it's bullshit. Like they think, you know, it's such a lie. Calves apparently aren't born that big. You know, there's not like, you know, ranchers as hot as rip. No, I'm kidding. The ranchers in our, our area are really hot, but, um, yeah. So anyways, we go to Montana and then usually right before the season, I like to do a little tequila getaway in Mexico. And then, then it's like, bye babe. See you 
when I see you because his season starts up. I just read, I think they start up in 41 days and then we start up next week. So it's kind of crazy. He's like skating people right now on the ice. And yeah, we kind of go at the same time. Okay, so you're married to Jarrett Stahl, a very nice Canadian man. <laughs> Who throws down Who, better? By the way, he loved, he loved, is it just Jarrett or is it Canadian? <laughs> he loved it because every one of them, you're like, that's just I Jarrett. Think that's and Jarrett. Yeah, and everybody actually in Montana, because we did that before we were in Montana, and people were like, that was so funny. <laughs> Yeah, yep. he's, he's definitely got some quirks that I don't think that Canada can take the claim over most of those things. Yeah, sorry, Jarrett. Who throws down better, though, a hockey player or a football player when we're talking cocktails? Um, I would have to say hockey players, but um, I will give a little insight and a little shout out to a Southern crew. Uh, we had a chance to hang out with Carissa, who you're friends with as mm -hmm. well, um, and I have become pretty good girlfriends with Kelly Stafford. Matthew Stafford's wife, and uh, they were kind enough to invite us to uh, go to Mexico with them after he had won the Super Bowl. And they have just an awesome group of friends that they went to college with, that they've grown up with. And these are Southern folk. And that's where I am from. Like I yeah. am from Florida. These, these folks went to Georgia. They went to Alabama. And uh, the first night that we hung out with this group in Mexico, we got back to our room and Jarrett just said, I've never seen anything like this, like the way. And I was like, you've won two cups. You're from Saskatchewan. I've hung out with your crew before. What are you talking about? But these people are animals in all the right ways. So I would say NHL players, but I would also say that Stafford clan, they're pretty close. And cocktails kind of hit a little bit different when you're like in Mexico as well. It's just, it's a different vibe than when you're throwing them back in Saskatchewan, just like waiting to see what's happening down in Regina. It can definitely be a different vibe. They hit different on this trip. It was unbelievable. We, um, we found this little patch at the hotel where there was like this street taco truck. No one was there. There was kind of a, a business group that was in town the day, the, our very last day. And they were all in the pool and we were hearing about how Joey sells as many printers and Betsy over here has crushed it in North Carolina. And Jared's like, I want to go before they figure out, you know, your voice and they want to start talking football. Let's go. So we walked down to the beach and there was this street taco truck and it was awesome. We're like, we'll have two pork and a beef and sour cream. And this lady's like, can I get you a margarita? I'm like, yeah, margarita hit perfect. Well, before I know it, I'm slurping down number two. We've got a joke in my family. My mom, God love her. My mom, downs her drinks like she drinks them like like a like a slurpee she's so excited and i apparently did this with my margarita next thing i know we go in the ocean it is phenomenal the temps in the 80s you know we're in the waves but then i decide i was going to be fabulous and lay on the sand where the sand meets the ocean and i'm influencers in the wild all of a sudden the <laughs> waves are crashing my legs are going up over my ass like it's at, but i'm just laughing and having so much fun we sat there for an hour. I walk back up, go to the hammock. I start not hallucinating, but seeing waves. I passed out for an hour and a half. My husband has pictures of me. He's like, the fact you weren't on your phone talking, trying to fit in, he goes, you were so passed out. He basically had to carry me to the room. Two things happened. My foot was torn up from the coral reef that I apparently didn't know was mangling me, but I felt so good that I had no idea my right foot is shredded. And I have the craziest burn all over my body on like, you know, your side boob area oh, that no, never gets so tender. Yeah. So tender. Love me tender. It is purple. 
And I, you know, I don't want my dermatologist to ever see it, but I, it was literally one of the best times. Like the next day we went to the street taco place and I said to that lady, I'm like, what did you do to me? But it was awesome. Is there anything worse than seeing a photo that your husband took while you're passed out? We were dying laughing the next morning because we were like, what happened to you? And I was like, I don't know, but that was amazing. And I just said, you know, like, I'm not one that has to worry about paparazzi or any of that. But I was like, if there was any day for them to get me because nobody was at that hotel when we were there. So, you know, we were the most popular ones. That would have been it. My legs flailing in the air, probably my top, you know, like whatever, but it was awesome. One time, John and I, we were flying from Vegas to Jacksonville and I don't fly well. And we were flying private, um, which sounds so bougie. No, it doesn't. Cause that flight, you want to fly private. <laughs> you kind of have to, but the reason why, the true reason why we did is cause our dog is bougie, our bulldog, and we had to bring them. So I get we're it. like, fuck I get it, it, get him a plane. So anyways, mm-hmm. I don't fly well with this. So I popped a Xanax. Um, and then, which I don't normally ever do, but I get super claustrophobic. So I'm like, I have to do this or I'm not going to make it. You might yeah. need to just open the, uh, the exit and let me out. Um, so anyways, I do that and then I'm like, you know what? I should have, I should have a, a whiskey and a little diet Coke. With the Xanax? Yes. What are you going in for LASIK surgery <laughs> as well? I mean, what are you doing? I didn't know. I did not know what this combination was going to do to me. And yeah, I was like passed out. My husband, for some reason, he was like, this was, I think, before people were doing that weird trend where they were like throwing cheese on people's face. Oh, I, I don't know that trend. Yeah, people were just like throwing like craft singles on people's faces. I don't know. Anyways, really horrifying. And I will, and he showed me the pictures after and like eyes open. Like I was on another planet. I was coping because I had to get to Jacksonville. But anyways, I don't recommend that combination. It's not a good one. Don't do it because you're, yeah, you literally leave planet earth. I pretty much thought that that lady had slipped me something, but I know now (laughs) it was probably just a double. And so I drank two of them and I can do that. And the sun. Carry the one. Yeah, exactly. Oh, (laughs) Oh my gosh. It was great. What is your hangover remedy? Shake Shack, Raising Cane's. Oh, Raising Cane's. Underrated. Very good. So good, especially in the South. And then as annoying as it sounds, I have to get some sort of a workout in just to like sweat it out just to try to like feel a little bit normal. I mean, it's not going to be one where I'm lifting or like doing a ton of cardio, but just a little bit as annoying as this sounds. And I want to punch my face for saying it, get some movement. But yeah, definitely, definitely like a really, really greasy breakfast. And then followed up with like a Shake Shack Raising Cane situation. I just want to try to kill myself, you know? Yep, I love that. Or like a good like spicy ramen or a pho does it for me as well. Like a good like spicy broth. I find that kind of pops me back to life a little bit too. I'm not a pho girl. I actually have to be honest with you. I wouldn't know how to order pho. (laughs) I don't. How do you – like I don't even know what's good or what I'm getting. So I would just do like – I just do like the lean beef one usually because you can get like the beef balls or you can get it with um, tripe. I don't love tripe. What's – it's tripe. It's, I think it's like intestines or I think it's, I think it's intestines. Anyone that wants to jump on the chat and correct wow. me on that, but I think that's what it is. Um, yeah, it's, it's like an organ kind of thing and it's like very stringy, but anyways, it can come with that. I just stick to the lean beef. I go kind of like the basic bitch version of pho and it's, it's really, really great. 10 out of 10. It's cow intestines. No, but you don't have to have that. You, you can, that's just like an option because you add the meat in and then it cooks in the broth while you're like mixing it all together. 
It's like a real concoction. That or a crinkle fry from Shake Shack. I don't yeah, know. Give me a great. Okay, fair enough. Fair, fair, fair. Football season is underway. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up now with the promo code Renee, R-E-N-E-E. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. You can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. And with live betting, you'll get updated odds on games that have already started. And the app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you get paid your winnings real super duper fast. So sign up today. Use the promo code Renee, R-E-N-E-E, for your no sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Disclaimer, 21 in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 for Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT for Indiana. 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369 for New York. The TN Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 for Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Okay, let's get into um, young Aaron. Growing up with a dad who was a journalist, broadcaster, what are some like nuggets of wisdom that you picked up from your dad along the way as sort of like your first eye-opening experience into like what this world is? Just watching my dad do it and going to meet him at the TV station after he did the six o'clock news. And then, you know, he couldn't come home because he had the 11. We'd go have dinner with him after he finished and stuff like that. So I was definitely used to the routine. I knew the hours. I knew sometimes there would be Thanksgivings where he was home. He wasn't home. If there was a hurricane, that was like the Super Bowl in Florida. My dad had to go cover it. So that was kind of, you know, uh, something that was easy to relate or understand because I just grew up with it. You know, it's crazy because I think it was everything was just instilled in me in such a young age. I probably didn't realize I was learning it, but I know my dad is such an insane hard worker and it was always like his job over everything. Now, not with our family, but he was just so dedicated and married to his job and he did such a great job at it. I think maybe I know my dad's a perfectionist, so I think that's where I kind of get my insane, neurotic, like wanting to do such a good job, having heart palpitations, even till Tuesday, if I screwed up on a Sunday game, uh, uh, maybe worst? things like that. Yeah, yeah. You just feel like you wish you'd go back and, and could redo it. And you think that everybody is just sitting there thinking, God, she's awful. She's lost it. Does that still linger? I mean, obviously it does because you just brought it up. But I mean, for someone that has done this for such a long time and like fully respected in the job and the role that you have you still get kind of like hound. Do people give you shit for that? You're always going to have your losers on Twitter or Instagram that are making your nose, your voice comments. You suck. Like so-and-so's way better. Look at my favorite on Instagram is where people, you know, and good for them. They're trying to pump up the next big thing or next young thing. And good for them. They're always like, look out, Aaron Andrews. So-and-so is coming. And I want to be like, 
good. <laughs> take it. I'm tired. Come on in. I'll tag you in. Look out. And I always want to be like, where am I looking? What am I looking at? Um, no, it's just funny. <laughs> like, it, it's like, all right. I'm like, good. Oh my gosh. You know, here we go. But yeah, no, I do. But I think I'm my worst critic. My, I'm my hardest, you know, toughest judge, toughest critic. And because you just, you always want people to believe that you belong. And maybe I just cracked something with myself. Dr. Phil moment. Do I believe I belong? I love a bout of imposter syndrome. I love it. I love it. It's actually a very fascinating thing. And it's funny to me that it just doesn't go away. It's like, it just kind of lingers and it'll kind of rear its ugly head every now and then when I'm like, oh my, I don't know what I'm doing. I never have claimed to know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh my God. But it's funny that you still get that. I mean, you've been doing this for so long and you've been so respected for what you do. So, I mean, it's kind of comforting to me to know that it also affects you. <laughs> it does. And I, I had an athlete one time and we were just talking about Twitter and, and Twitter doesn't kill me as much as it used to. I, I, I just think it's like the people with the preconceived notions. There's still some writers that love to just attack me and, and things like that. And I, I know if they had a couple of drinks with me and they listened to the real me, I know that they would like me. And I have this weird obsession with wanting people to do that. But I remember sitting and talking with an athlete one time and he was saying, you could have a stadium full of 100,000 people cheering for you. And you see that one tweet and it just ruins your day. And I'm like, how psycho are we that we actually care about that? Really? Why do we care about the guy with the cat avatar who is just, you know, crushing our voices? And it's like, how's your mom? You know, ask her to feed you your dinner because she's doing it. Anywho. Go touch some grass, get outside. No, I know. And it, it is a it's so weird that it like picks that like whatever weird deep scab that we have that we're like, how dare you call me out on this like dumb thing? Whether it's something that like kind of does resonate as like a little bit true or like some kind of insecurity that like I have. Yeah, it's very, very frustrating. And I wish that I could just like log off. I actually feel like I've done a good job over the years of like blocking and muting people that I don't see much of it anymore. Blocking and muting is fun. I actually really enjoy it. And like the quality filters as well. You can like What's really- that? I, I did it like years ago. Um, I can't remember exactly. Like you can go in on Twitter and there's like a quality filter thing that just kind of gets people that are like swearing a lot or that like message you a bunch of like random stuff or like- um the like people just like keep making different accounts and stuff. Who has the time? Who has the who time? Has? Who, know, who can remember all the passwords? Uh, oh my God. I thought I lost my phone yesterday and we just got to an Airbnb and I was like, I don't know how we're going to get in there because I'm not going to be able to log into my email on John's phone because I don't know my fucking passwords. I don't know any of them. I need to like face ID it. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. But otherwise, no, I could never. What was like bad Aaron like did you ever get into like trouble as a kid did you have like trouble I years? mean nothing with like drinking or acting out or like staying out with boys or any, I I didn't do that at all which basically I was a square um but you know my biggest thing and I I feel bad for it now and I know I will as a kid I just was sassy and so that was kind of like the thing for my parents. Like they would hold it over us. I was very into dance and I never fought with my sister. It's just my sister and I, and we were always super tight. But if I ever sassed my mom or ever got in a fight with my sister, and we're talking about getting in fights about the hairbrush, you took the hairbrush, where's the hairbrush, like things like that. 
my mom and dad would take away dance class from us. And you would swear that was like the worst thing. I did one time get in really big trouble in high school for sassing my dad back. And I said a naughty, naughty word to him as he left the room and he heard me and he turned around and he knocked on the door and he said, what did you say? And I said, I'm sorry. And he took my car away for a couple of days, which sucked. But the biggest thing he told me I couldn't do was watch television. And that's when the Phoenix Suns were in the NBA finals. I was obsessed with Charles Barkley. They were playing the Chicago Bulls. And my dad knew that would rip my heart out. And the final game, I think John Paxson, that he shot the game winning shot. I had to go listen in the radio of my car. I snuck it to listen because I wanted to hear the game so bad. And that was like life or death for me. Hey, the passions are the passions. How has your fashion progressed over the years from like being on TV, doing sidelines, getting into like great winter wear, love a good jacket, um, but how have things progressed for you over the years? I would say that fashion is not my strong suit whatsoever. I am very grateful to have had the opportunity to work with awesome people who do it for a living and are way better than I am. Um, You know, when I was dressing myself, and that's really what I you can do when you first start what you can afford to do. um, I would hit well, let's let's put it this way. My first job out of college, Tampa Bay Lightning, I was hitting up Express and Limited. I had these I had a couple of these limited no express tops I thought were so hot you know the body looked tight now it was like the turtleneck like sleeveless top and then when I got hired by ESPN you'd see that every weekend I was like oh I look so good in this um I remember when I worked game seven my husband gives me a hard time for this game seven of the 2004 Stanley Cup finals with the Tampa Bay Lightning and Calgary Flames I saw a bright green like sweater, a quarter length sweater top in the front row of Ann Taylor at the West Shore Mall in Tampa with my mom and dad. And I'm like, that's the one. And my husband called me the green machine whenever he sees like the recaps of it. You know what is the biggest thing? And I, I would always try to tell young girls this, just keep it simple and crisp and fabulous and you're good. But I mean, again, I, this is something I'm very lucky to have people that help me with this because Lord knows I can't do it on my own. At all. I would go really kind of all over the place, but it's different in WWE because it's so loud. It's like, give me the sparkles, give me the sequence, give me the fringe, give me all that shit. And I did love having fun with that, but it's so funny being like removed from that now. I like walk by my closet and I'm like, the fuck is this? Where was I wearing this? <laughs> but that was so your vibe and that was so what your, I think, like your atmosphere, your audience wanted to see. One of the biggest things that I still struggle with now, and my girlfriend dresses me and and she's working with Carissa as well, is that I get so stuck in what I think is the right thing to wear. I do believe you are allowed to have style and fashion and show you are a woman and you love sports. But for so long, when I first started, I mean, I remember I wore a dress on Monday Night Baseball and a local Chicago writer wrote an article about it. Like, are you kidding me? By the way, if he did that now, think of all the backlash. Are you kidding me? Are There's you no kidding me? There's no way you could do that now. Yeah. I had a boss back in the day that complained that I wore a skirt down to my knees because it was hot as hell. And I knew if I wore pants, I'd sweat through them. The skirt was down to my knees. I'm 5'10", by the way. So that's a long skirt. That, by the way, is a maxi for some people, a maxi dress. (laughs) 
a long yeah. skirt, a tank top that wasn't even revealing at all, and a headband to keep like my hair out of my eyes. That's when headbands were hot. And she was like, I think you're trying to look like Alice in Wonderland. What are you doing? Can you imagine if they said that now? I, I do believe like 44 years old, you are allowed to show like, hey, I'm a female. You know, I work hard on my body. Oh, by the way, I love X's and O's and I'm a tomboy. So I do kind of struggle with that. Yeah, it really is such a fine line of like, hey, I want you to respect me. Also, I'm here. I have the job. I'm the person that got the job and I'm right for the job. But also let me have like a little fun with what this looks supposed to be. And don't think that I'm trying to have some kind of like ulterior motive from wearing this other outfit. I'm grateful it has evolved because definitely back in the day when I started, I remember a couple of executives making a few comments. I remember writers making, I wore a yellow dress and this guy ripped me apart from it for it. And I just thought, my God, if this happened now, I mean, this guy would lose his job. Like you just can't speak that way to women anymore. So, and thank goodness, right? I remember when I first started at WWE and I was like really trying to figure out where I was like, hey, if I wear something super simple and basic, which is not really my vibe anyways, but you're standing next to these like very larger than life characters, you become like really mousy and it just doesn't work. So as I'm like trying to figure that out, but I would wear these like blouses, but I would do them all the way up to the top. But as like sort of like that more like, I don't even know what to call it, but it was it was a choice. It was a choice. It wasn't on like the conservative side of doing that, but I was like, oh, it just seems kind of cool. I want to button it all the way up. And they're like, you look like a nerd. You cannot wear that. (laughs) I was constantly having to like battle. I'm like, just let me wear this. I'm telling you like this will look cool and this will be fine, but you win and lose some. It's, it can definitely be, uh, yeah, some ups and downs with that. Aren't you jealous now though? Because, and I'm, and I'm jealous in a great way. I'm, I'm grateful for these women that, uh, you know, can go out there and, and wear what they're wearing and be so confident about it because it was difficult. It was so, what about for you? Yeah. Are you jealous about it? But in a good way. Yeah. In like a good way where it's like, oh my God, cool. I see what you're doing. And I love that. Like, it's not even just like within the world of broadcasting within sports, which is like the world in general is so much more open to like, oh my God, like nothing, you can't buy anything that's not a crop top these days. Like everything's a crop top, everything's revealing. And like, it's funny, I feel like such a prude now because I'm like, oh my God, I don't, I do, I don't really want to show off my stomach right now. Or how high can I get these pants if I'm going to wear this crop top? Like, can, I, I'm okay with like an inch or two, but do I need my belly button showing? I can confirm to you, I do not. I do not need that out there. Um, But no, it is, yeah, when I see what some of the girls can like wear and like how much the game has like evolved. God, when I think of when I first got into like broadcasting, like, holy shit. Yeah, thank God for stylists, right? Thank God they exist. Yeah, and again, that sounds so, you know, bougie and and whatever. I, for many years in my career, I did not have one and um, you could tell. But um, I just, yeah, I need one because I can't do it on my own. Also, too, a lot of the times, I mean, I I was doing two games a week and a feature. I didn't know what side was up and what side was down. I didn't know what was clean or what was cool. So I uh, very much needed one to just be like, okay, you are going to wear this today and we are going to alter this today because I couldn't do it on, on my own. And I still think it's funny that I am um, apologizing for having a stylist. Do you know how many men in our industry have them? So it's like little things like that. You you don't want to sound like a bitch for doing it, but you also are like, wait, all the guys on NFL pregame on Fox have a stylist. 
totally. And it's, it's a presentation of the whole thing. And when you're on television, it's not a matter of being bougie. It's like things that you don't even think about of like, especially if you're on like a panel show, everyone's kind of like kind of have something that matches or you want to kind of be on the same page in terms of like what level of like formality we're doing or casualness, all that stuff that we don't always think about. And we certainly aren't communicating with each other about like, what are you wearing on this show? It doesn't really work that way. Um, let's talk a little where by Aaron Andrews, because you've changed the game when it comes to like clothing for women in sports that aren't just like pink and like vajazzled. You've <laughs> like made them so cute. When did this all kind of come together? You're like, this needs to change. Thank you for saying all that. You know, when I was working for college game day with ESPN, I obviously would get to go to all these different colleges and all these different areas. And even with, you know, working with the NFL on Fox, same thing. And you just kind of see what women are wearing and you kind of take note of it, what's offered in pro shops, what's not. And then having a husband that played professional hockey, you know, I would have to go buy Christmas presents for girls and guys of our families. And and I would see in pro shops, okay, the men have four walls of stuff and the girls have two walls and half of them are jerseys. Like, where's the style? There is such a white space here. So I was working um, for the NFL at a Super Bowl in San Francisco. I was asked to kind of hold a chop talk for women and uh, they wanted me to wear their NFL kind of clothing while I was doing it. And my stylist, I just got, I said, God, what am I going to wear? I don't really like any of this stuff. So uh, we put an outfit together and went to dinner that night. And I just kind of obviously started having some drinks. And I was like, we got to do this. We got to figure this out. I got the reach. I've seen this stuff. I am passionate about it. This happened for about five or six years. I was knocking on people's doors. I was begging them to give me a chance. I was telling them how passionate I was about the whole thing. I was like, I'm your girl. I'm going to these stadiums. I'm touching the fans. I'm talking to them. I'm your person. And it was so funny. You know, I, I don't really ever get on a soapbox about being a woman, but I was always hearing two things from these big execs. There is a need for better women's team apparel. We just haven't figured out how to do it. And are you really going to get behind it? Because do you know how many celebrities really want to do it, but they don't really want to get behind it? I'm like, well, then you don't know me because I'm a psycho. If I believe in something, I'll be like knocking down everybody's door. Finally, and luckily, Fanatics gave us a shot. We did a really soft launch. They threw us right into the deep end with the NFL. We came up with a small collection. I think we had eight or nine pieces. We crushed it. And I was so grateful for all the athletes. I was gifting them for their wives, their girlfriends, their moms, whoever I could get you know, in their hands. And people were so phenomenal about it. And now we carry all the leagues. We just announced we have MLB and that's freaking awesome. And I'm so excited about it. And we're looking to expand more and more. But yeah, it has been such an interesting journey. Year two, we had to deal with COVID. So that was super hard. You know, year four, are we dealing with a recession? Are we not? It's been a lot of challenges, things I never thought, you know, go into this line of work, but it's also been so awesome. And I'm, I'm really proud of what we're pumping out. It's only gotten better and better every year. What's your favorite piece? We have this zip up windbreaker right now that's super hot. I sound like Kim K. It is like getting ready to be sold out. That's so fun to say. Uh, we've got a really, really cool, like this kind of all zoomed down, like floral kind of rock and roll shirt that we have in all the team's names. 
Um, what else do we have? Oh, cute, cute. They're so cute with the crest on them. That's like kind of Princess Diana inspired how she would wear those like varsity, like uh, crested things, you know? Yeah, so we have that. I just, we have so many pieces that like every year it just gets better and better and better. It's so awesome. What about the hat market? Because we need like really great like hats for women too. So we are, we are doing uh winter wear. So we're doing gloves and toques and all that kind of stuff. You called it I a toque. Yes. Yeah. You well, are married Canadian. to a Canadian. <laughs> but I do really, really, really want to get into baseball hats because I love a baseball hat. You would be surprised some of the stop signs we are given about like, hold your horses. I really want to do unisex because I know a lot of our stuff would be great for men. We've kind of been told to hold our horses. Um, I would love to do a baby line as well, especially if, you know, when I am able to have one. Um, But yeah, it's, we've had to be really patient and I'm not very good with that, but I agree. Is it a baseball hat or a toque you're talking about? I'm kind of both. I just love headwear because there's just days that I'm like, I'm not, I don't, what's happening right now? Like, I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Um, But no, give me a a baseball hat, a toque. I have many of both. So I'm, I'm always kind of, I, cause I always look around, like I'll buy like Jay's hats. I'll buy Vegas Golden Knights hats. I think I have like a Bengals hat. Oh my God. I'll, I got to get you our Jay's gear. You're going to die. It's Jared's so excited about it. You're going to die. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. Yeah, no, it's, it's really, really great. And it's funny because as I moved to Cincinnati and like jumped on the Bengals bandwagon, I was like, I need some good gear. And I was like, oh my God, the stuff Aaron puts out is so, so good. So absolutely crushing it. Football fans, check out the three and out podcast with John Middlecoff only on the volume podcast network. John brings his unique perspective as an ex-NFL scout to the volume to break down all the news around the NFL and college football. Whether you're looking for game predictions, coaching searches, the ins and outs of the NFL front office, even an occasional golf tip, John has you covered. Download 3 and Out with John Middlecoff, only on the Volume Podcast Network. How different does this football season feel as you gear up and the cast has changed and... Everything just feels new and different. What's it like for you? Yeah, we just had our first preseason game two weeks ago, and it definitely was different. Obviously, Joe and Troy leaving us to go to ESPN, and now we have Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, and it it is. It's just – it's different. It's kind of fresh. Um, They have their own spin on things. Even going to dinners is different because, you know, when you kind of like have your routine for so many years. So, um, yeah, it's kind of injected a little bit of new life into us because obviously when you move on, it's a a different tone. It's a different world and uh, it's fun. There's definitely a lot more emphasis. Greg Olson is a tight end. Troy is a a quarterback. So there's a lot more focus on tight ends uh, than there was on quarterbacks. But, yeah, it's been it's it's been exciting and it's, you know, um, it's been a a fun couple of like months getting to know them and be on a text chain with them and stuff. So I look forward to it. I'm, I'm pumped for those guys. And you've been able to cover Tom Brady for so many years when he finally joins you guys on the broadcast side, what's your advice for Tom Brady? I don't feel like Tom Brady needs advice with anything. It's just going to be, I know it's going to be me asking him, you know, the skincare routine. Um, You know, I'll say this about Tom knowing him on and off the field. The guy always smells fantastic. And I can say that because my husband is always like, did you smell this guy? And I'm like, he smells phenomenal. 
He does. It's always, he changes up his cologne. And I know this because it's always a, hey, can you find out what Tom's wearing? Because it turns into a stocking stuffer for my husband. I remember the first time in Montana, we were able to, you know, kind of get to know him and meet him. And my husband had gone golfing with him a few times. He was like, babe, this guy smells unbelievable. He goes, who cares about... (laughs) What is the cologne? What is it? At one point he was using a Tom Ford. I know this because I, I gifted it to my husband and I don't, I think Jarrett was still playing. Maybe he was done, but I remember him spraying it on himself. Like how I used to do with Michael Jordan cologne. Like, come on, I want to be a champion. <laughs> Give me the goods. Oh, that's so funny. Well, I can't wait to see what it's like when uh, when Tom Brady makes that leap uh, into broadcasting with you guys. Obviously, he's going to knock it out of the park and be great because the guy just crushes absolutely everything that he does. He really does. I'm, you know, so looking forward to seeing him play this year. We've got a couple of his games, obviously, early on the schedule, and he just... He's unreal with the way he's just aged backwards, looking like Benjamin Button. I mean, the guy is just, I love to say this, I'm I'm borrowing it from one of our friends that we have mutually. He's fresh as lettuce. Like he just looks fresh as lettuce. I've never heard that before. I love that. Oh yeah. He's (laughs) no wilting over here. He is keeping her fresh. Yeah, sure is. Yeah. I love it. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for jumping on here with me and hanging out for a little bit. I'm looking forward to you guys. I have to go work out. Me too. I've got on my like workout pants underneath. I need to also go get my shit together. I've just not been working out lately. I've just like stopped. I need to get my shit together. What's your go-to? What are you going to do? I'm like a cardio person. If I can just like knock some cardio out, I'm like, okay, at least did something. What do you do? I did cardio yesterday. I did a fun Cody Rigsby pop ride. Um, so today I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do some strength training just to, I, we're about to go have a massive Italian meal tonight and crush a major amount of carbs. So I got to get it in today. What's your like order going to be? Do you think about this in advance? Yeah, I was actually going to send our group a big text and just say no one eat for the rest of the day because you're going to see just an absolute display happen tonight. Um, I can't wait for just a massive cheese board. I love a cheese board. Um, I love the orangini. I just absolutely, the fried rice balls with the marinara. So good. The veal parm where we're going is off the charts. And the other thing is Jarrett loves to eat as well. So it's always like a share a two pasta situation and a meat. But um, yeah, and like a salad with some serious like cheese in it. Blah. Oh my God. I, I wish that John was more of an eater because when we go out, oh, I'm ready wow. to eat. No, for as big as he is, I mean, he does throw down, but he, uh, we were talking about this when I did your guys' podcast with, with uh, Calm Down. John eats like power bars and like ice cream and tons of cereal and like lunch meats. He's like into that stuff. I'm like, (laughs) lunch meats always with the fucking lunch meats. But like, I want the pasta. I want the steak. I want the salad. Like I want, I want the side baked potato. I want it all. Loaded. Always, always. I mean, even like a good baked potato where even the skin tastes good and I'll eat it. Like if it's crispy and salted, good. No, it's so good. There was a recipe that I saw for making like the perfect baked potato. Super easy. I mean, just pop it in the oven with like a ton of olive oil, a ton of salt, and just let it go for like a good like hour or something like that. And it's, oh my God. Well, hey, I hope that you enjoy your dinner tonight. Throw down, (laughs) get those carbs in, enjoy your workout, whatever it is that you're going to go do. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you crush it on yet another NFL season. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. For sure. 
A big thanks to Aaron for hanging out with me, like I said at the beginning. Oh my gosh, as if this woman is not busy enough, like in the thick of football season. Her broadcast team has changed up. She's got her new line of clothes coming out. She is booked and busy, baby. Um, So I was super excited to be able to get her on here to hang. So thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Hopefully it was nice in your your ears or your eyes. If you, well, I guess if you're listening to this, you are just on the podcast. But the YouTube version of it also exists. If you would like to see the ethereal glow of one Aaron Andrews and me sitting on the floor of the Airbnb in which I had to record. Thank God there was high speed internet. Oh my God. Is there anything worse than like trying to go to an Airbnb and you've got to like record something and like be on a Zoom and not have shoddy Wi-Fi while you're interviewing Aaron Andrews? So shout out to uh, my Airbnb in Schaumburg, Illinois for really holding it down. All right, guys, this has been another episode of The Sessions. Catch you guys next time. Bye.